Hello, health investor. Welcome back to the Health Investment Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. And I'm especially excited for this episode because I've never actually seen it done before, but I have been doing a workshop, sometimes live on Zoom, sometimes in person in the community. And the workshop is called the N Plus Approach, which is something I'm going to explain in this episode. But it's an approach I've come up with to help my clients get the best results in my 90-day program. Um, so the title is The N Plus Approach, A Holistic Path to Eating Healthy, Having More Energy, and Feeling Confident in Your Skin. Who doesn't want those th three things, right? Healthy eating, more energy, confidence, Everybody, I think we can agree, could benefit from all three. So the workshop I've been doing has been going over very well. I've gotten excellent responses. And then in the middle of the night one time, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but I had this idea that I should do the workshop on my podcast so that it would be available to more people. So that's what I'm doing today. And the reason it's a different format is because you're really going to benefit most if you download and print the handout that's available, and also if you follow along on the slides I'm going to post on the show notes and also on my episode webpage. So here's how to do both of those things. First of all, you will be able to access the links to the slides and also to the handout in the show notes. But I know that you probably are listening on your phone, so it's kind of hard to print or follow along on your phone. So what will be most helpful is if you visit this episode's webpage, which you will find at thehealthinvestment.com slash workshop. So you want to go to that webpage, thehealthinvestment.com slash workshop, and there you'll be able to click to view the slides and follow along and also to print the handout that will be useful for you as I move throughout the presentation. So again, I've never seen this done before. I've never done this myself, but I hope this will be of value to you, and I would love it if you would let me know if it is, and I could do future episodes like this. I think it's always good to have tangible goals and things actually written down on paper. I don't know about you, but I'm old-fashioned, and I still like to have a paper planner sometimes and to write out journal entries. Something about writing things down is very powerful. So that's where the handout will come in handy, and I could put together future workshops for you if this one's helpful, and again, create a handout so that you have something to actually write down goals or new habits or whatever it may be. So again, excited that you're here, and let's get right to it. Hi, I'm Brooke Simonson, certified nutrition coach and host of the Health Investment Podcast. Here's the thing, you deserve to feel amazing. But here's the other thing, there are so many confusing messages out there. Week after week, I'm gonna share tips and practices that actually work for simple weight loss and sustainable wellness because I wanna help you get healthy for good without any BS. When I'm not podcasting, I work with clients one-on-one. -on -one, so visit the show notes to book your free consultation. And don't forget to leave a review so that others can become trim, energized, confident, BS-busting rock stars like you. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Okay. 
Okay, so as I said, I hope you have printed out the handout and also you're following along on the slides. Remember, you can find both of those either in the show notes or at the episode webpage, which is thehealthinvestment.com slash workshop. And like I said in the introduction, this is my first workshop, so bear with me here. I usually do this live, so I'm pretty used to doing it. But still, it's kind of a weird format to be speaking to no one. I mean, I'm speaking to you, of course, but to be speaking to my washing machine right now is actually what I'm looking at, but it's a little weird. So bear with me and we'll get through this together and I hope you're going to find it useful. That being said, I know you are a pro at putting everyone before yourself because we all tend to do this. We put our colleagues and our family and our friends, we really focus on everyone usually instead of our own well-being. So what I think is really important for you right now, for you to get the most out of this workshop, is to put yourself first. And what I mean by that is silence your phone, maybe even put it in the other room, find a silent space, really give yourself an hour to watch this workshop, hopefully you're going through the slides, to fill out the handout when necessary, and to give yourself space to set goals for yourself, to consider new habit change, and really just to be present to this. That's how you will benefit most, and that's what we want, right? We want the end result for you to get a lot of value from this workshop so that moving forward, You can eat healthier, you can have more energy, you can feel confident in your skin, you can feel all the amazing things. All right, let's get started. At this point, I usually go through the slide that you see about my story, but I'm going to skip over that right now because I said all of that in episode two of this podcast. So if you're interested in learning more about me, you can go back through the archives and visit episode two. And I'll explain everything about how I was a teacher and I gained weight and I was fatigued and I was bloated and I couldn't focus and my digestion was terrible. All of the things were going on and I eventually came out on the other side and am where I am today and am able to really sustain a healthy diet and lifestyle with ease. I love the term with ease because it has become something sort of automatic for me And that's the goal for us all, right? To get to the point where we can sustain a healthy diet and lifestyle, and it's not something that we have to really work at, but it does take some work to get there. So that's what we're going to talk about today, some things you can start doing to get to that place. Moving to the next slide, you see the quote there from Jack Canfield. He's the author of The Success Principles, and he's also responsible for the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. In his book, The Success Principles, principle number one is take 100% responsibility for your life. So I really want you to think about that for a minute. We are often tempted to kind of make excuses for why things are the way they are, to put blame elsewhere, but this is a really empowering quote and principle of his to take 100% responsibility for what's going on in your life. Moving to the next slide, you'll see that I have crossed out the word life and replaced it with health. So that's really a mindset that you have to be in to get the most out of this workshop and to really improve your health overall, to take 100% responsibility for your health. 
really let that sink in. And I don't know about you, but there was a point in my life when I had a lot of excuses for why I didn't feel great. I thought I was big boned because I'm very tall or I thought I didn't have enough money to eat healthy or I thought I didn't have enough time to prep food for myself or I assumed that I could never sleep because I was just bad at it or that stress was just a natural part of my job and it was never going to go away. I mean, the list kind of went on and on and on. And it wasn't until I took 100% responsibility for my health, which again, you can learn about if you listen to episode two about my story. I did a deep dive into podcasts and books and articles, and I eventually enrolled in the Institute of Transformational Nutrition and became a certified nutrition coach. But it wasn't until I really owned that I could change my current state, that I could lose weight, that I could feel less stressed that I could enjoy exercise. It wasn't until I really owned that that I saw results. So think of where you are right now in terms of that mindset and is that something you need to really believe? And if it is, maybe even pause the workshop for a moment and kind of think about that and ruminate on that and let it soak in before moving on. Moving on to the next slide and to our handout for the first time, which is exciting. On this slide, you see the word health and you see eight arrows pointing outward from the word health. On your handout, you also see in the top box the word health. I tried adding arrows on the handout. It didn't work out. Talk about stress. It was stressing me out, so I just didn't put them there. So you can draw the arrows in yourself on the handout. But what I want you to think about right now is all of the areas of your life that are affected by your health. Good health, bad health, it doesn't matter. Think of every single area. Think of at least eight, drawing arrows yourself, eight different areas of your life that are affected by your health. So right now, go ahead and pause this workshop, fill that out on your handout, and play it again when you're ready to move on. Okay, so you thought of eight different areas minimum that are affected by your health. You probably came up with things like your marriage or the energy you have at the end of the day to play with your kids, or how confident you feel in what you wear and as you move throughout life, or your drive and your ability even to accumulate wealth. Your health can affect your career and your motivation, and that makes me think of the title of this podcast, right? The health investment, how important it is to prioritize your health because your health is even more important than your wealth, you may say. I mean, really what I hope this illustrates to you is that health is at the center of everything and it's so important. So moving to the next slide, I want to briefly go over the conscious competence theory of learning. I recently learned this and I found it super helpful and I now just want to share it with anyone. So if you're following along in the slides, this is much more easy, much more easy, much easier to understand. Uh, but if you're not, I'll try to explain it the best I can. So there are basically four stages of learning anything. The first stage is unconscious incompetence, or you could think of that as ignorance. The second stage is conscious incompetence, or you could call that awareness. The third stage is conscious competence, known as the learning stage. 
And finally, the last stage is unconscious competence or mastery. And mastery is what we want to get to for anything we're learning. Mastery is when the new skill or the habit becomes second nature to you. Unconscious competence, you're so competent that it just unconsciously, you do this thing over and over. You don't even have to think about it. You could teach it to everyone else. So if you're learning a language, you're learning how to swim, you're learning how to ride a bike, you're learning how to get healthier, right? Doesn't matter what you're learning. You want to get to stage four where it becomes habit, it becomes routine, you're not thinking about it. So looking back at the previous stages, the first stage, if we're thinking about your health journey right now, you're probably not in this stage. Unconscious incompetence or ignorance, that's when we don't know what we don't know. You have likely watched TV specials about health, you've read articles about it, you've followed somebody on Instagram who posts a lot of healthy tips, you probably know that there's this world out there of healthy choices and healthy habits that are available to you. But you may be in stage two. Stage two is the conscious incompetence or the awareness stage. This is a stage where you recognize a deficit and the value of learning a new skill or habit to address that deficit but you don't exactly know how to go about it. So this is you, for example, if you feel like you want to eat healthy, but you're so overwhelmed by all of the nutrition advice out there that you don't really know what to do or what the best first step should be. Or you want to sleep better, but you don't know, again, what step to take. You know that better sleep exists out there. You see people having it but you personally don't really know how to get there. You may be in that stage right now for parts of your health journey. Or you might be in stage three, which is the conscious competence stage or the learning stage. This is when you know how to do something, how to change a habit or how to implement a new skill. But the difference between this stage and the final stage is stage three requires tremendous effort. So the reason I like to talk about this is when you're in stage three for your health journey, that's when it can be really tempting to give up because you're putting so much effort in and sometimes you're doing really well. Sometimes you're maybe failing in your mind or you're not doing as well as you hoped. And it can be tempting just to throw in the towel, right? To say, that's it. This is enough. This is too hard. That person over there seemed to have overnight success, I haven't lost as much weight as I want to, or I'm still stressed out, whatever it is, and I'm not going to continue on. But there's a real danger in that because obviously if you give up in stage three, you'll never make it to stage four. And you absolutely will make it to stage four. Your success is inevitable as long as you just keep at it. So Again, I like to share this because with learning anything, it makes sense, right? With riding a bike, let's say. You know how to ride a bike eventually, but it requires effort. You keep falling off the bike. You keep having to get back up. You're skinning your knees. But eventually you hit that place after practicing and practicing and practicing where you've mastered the skill of riding a bike And it's second nature to you. You can teach it to everyone. You can not ride a bike for five years and easily snap back into it. So that's where we want to get with anything we're learning. So I want you to think of your health journey as learning a new skill. 
along the way, you have to learn new skills and habits. You can't just stick with the old ones. And you're going to have to stay in that learning stage for a while. For each person, it'll be different. You're going to have to stay in that learning stage until you get to the mastery stage. Okay, next slide. Also something very helpful I learned from a book called The Coaching Habit by Michael Bungay-Stanier. I don't exactly know how to say the last name. We'll just call him Michael. He explains there's essentially five steps to building a new habit. In the first step, you have to come up with a compelling reason, a really, really strong why. Why do you want to change the habit? Even write it down. And oh, by the way, you can be writing these notes on your handout. You'll see R-T-M-E-P. Those are the five steps. Those are the first letter of each of the five steps. So you should be writing this down as we're going over this and jotting little notes to yourself. So the R stands for, again, that really compelling reason of why you need to change the habit in the first place, what your life will look like when you have a new, better habit. Step two is the T, which is the trigger. And this was what was so illuminating for me. Our friend Michael, he says... Every existing habit has some trigger that makes you do it. And the trigger is always dependent on time, location, people, emotional state, or preceding action. Or it can be a combination of those things. So when you want to build a new habit, it's extremely important to identify specifically what is triggering your existing habit. So I'm going to talk about this more towards the end of the workshop when you're going to be writing down some triggers and kind of coming up with new habits you want to institute for yourself. So we'll come back to that and I promise I'll give you an example. But as of now, just write down T, trigger, and we'll move on to number three, which is the M. The M stands for micro habit. Once you've identified what's triggering a habit, you want to come up with a new micro habit that will take less than 60 seconds to complete. That's how you'll move towards a new habit. So again, I'm going to go over this at the end and it will make much more sense when I give you an example, but for M, you can write micro habit. Number four is E for effective practice. This is kind of what I was just talking about when you're in that learning stage, that conscious competence stage, and sometimes you feel like you want to give up. Any new habit takes effective practice. There's some statistic, I guess you could call it, going around out there, and it's kind of existed for a while, that it takes 21 days to learn a new habit. From what I understand, that was completely made up. But it does take repetition, repetition, repetition practice, right? To institute a new habit, it may take you 21 days, it may take you longer, it may take you seven days, but it requires repetition. And then finally, number five is the P, and P stands for plan. What will you do when you fail? And the when here is really important because anytime you're instituting a new habit, you will have ups and downs. There will be times you fail But you learn most from your failure. You learn more from failures than you do from successes. So failures are actually an amazing thing. And they can be a time when you reevaluate, maybe tweak a habit you're trying. They teach you so much. But it's important to come up with a plan 
Michael says, for when you fail so that you don't just throw in the towel. So it's not just, oh, I failed, that habit stunk, moving on to something else, right? So come up with a plan of what you will do when you fail. Okay, moving to the next slide. Finally, as promised, I'm going to share with you my N plus approach. And again, this is what I work with clients on in my 90-day program. It's what I support them with, and they love it. And I've gotten such good feedback, so I'm super excited to share this with you. The N plus stands for nutrition plus sleep, stress management, movement, and mindset. So here's why I came up with this. First of all, I'm a certified transformational nutrition coach, so I certainly believe in the power of nutrition. Nutrition is so important, and it's a great starting point for trying to get healthier. That's a great, great starting point, focusing on what you're putting in your body so that you're nourished and satiated. But the problem with many diets, as you know, and the problem with many fads and one-size-fits-all approaches out there is that they don't take into account these four other super important factors of health. And those are sleep, stress management, movement, and mindset. So one of the reasons diets fail or Weight Watchers fails or whatever maybe you've tried in the past is that you've been focusing solely on nutrition. And again, nutrition is very important. Love it. It's amazing. But you haven't been taking into account those other four areas. Maybe you have also been trying movement, right? Our society is very stuck on diet and exercise. So maybe you've tried both together, but still you haven't been as successful as you could be because you've left out the other three. So all five need to work together in order for you to achieve optimal health. So looking at the next slide, you can see, again, we have health in the center of that slide, but now we have arrows pointing into health. And we have our five key areas, nutrition, sleep, stress management, movement, and mindset, all pointing towards health as a visual to help you realize all five of those things matter and all five contribute to optimal health. Moving to the next slide, this is really the former teacher in me coming out because I love visuals and I love ways of imagining things that are helpful for you to remember. So at this next slide, you can see the N stands for nutrition. And then when you see the plus, the other four key areas, sleep, stress management, movement, and mindset stem off of that plus sign. And notice two begin with S and two begin with M. So I did that on purpose. I called it movement, not exercise. So we could have movement, mindset, sleep, stress management. So you can jot that down on your handout at the bottom right corner of the front page. And I hope that's a helpful visual for you as you move throughout your life and as you're working on optimizing your health to really visualize the five key areas. Moving on to the next slide. You didn't know you were gonna be quizzed today, but I did mention I was a teacher, so it is pop quiz time. Before we move on, I want you to, on your handout, it might be on the back, of the first page, or maybe it's on page two. I want you to score your current habits relating to nutrition, sleep, stress management, movement, and mindset. So you can see there's space there for you to score them on a scale of one to five. 
one being not so good, five being great. So go ahead and pause this workshop right now and score yourself on a scale of one to five in those five areas. Okay, then take a look at your handout and notice we're gonna move into some goal setting. And then if you look at the next page, going back to those five stages of habit change, we're gonna talk about some new habits that you can start instituting. Because again, I want you to walk away with tangible action steps from this workshop. Before we get to both of those pieces, you may be in that space, remember we talked about, that second stage of the conscious competence theory of learning. You may be in that stage of awareness or conscious incompetence where you know something needs to change, but you don't exactly know what that is. So let's say you just scored yourself a one for nutrition. You know you need to improve your nutrition, but maybe you're thinking, I have no idea where to start. I have no idea what first goal to set. So what I want to do right now is walk through sort of best practices relating to the five areas. And as I'm doing this, you'll see there's also space on the final page of the handout for notes. So maybe you want to jot down some notes or ideas as I'm going through this next part. And eventually you're going to set goals and new habits for yourself. So jot down some ideas as I go. And maybe one of the things I say will trigger an idea for you to set a new goal for yourself. So when it comes to nutrition, you want to prioritize real, whole, nourishing foods. So you want to eat foods that are the ingredients themselves, that don't come with a long list of ingredients, some of which you can't read. They don't come with a nutrition facts label necessarily. You want to eat foods that are the ingredients themselves. So for example, high quality proteins, healthy fats, and veggies. What you want to avoid is refined sugar, refined grains, most processed foods, and fried foods because those four things aren't doing your body any favors. So if you're following along on the slides, you can see that written out for you. And again, if nutrition is an area that you want to get better in, maybe right now you just had an aha moment and you think, hmm, possibly my goal should be cutting out a lot of the processed foods I'm eating or whatever. Moving on, next slide, sleep. Whenever possible, you want to get eight or more hours of rejuvenating, restful sleep. So I know this is not always possible, especially if you have kids or maybe something's coming up at work and you have some anxiety about it. This is not always possible. That's why I put that little caveat there, whenever possible. But there is compelling research to suggest that eight is really the magic number when it comes to sleep. Possibly seven, six hours or fewer is really too little sleep. So you want to focus on getting amazing sleep because poor sleep can lead to weight gain, increased cravings, low energy, brain fog, higher risk for chronic illnesses, depressed mood, suppressed immune function, inflammation, and even more. This has really been a hot topic the past few years, especially since Ariana Huffington came out talking a lot about sleep, but it is truly so, so important and not getting enough of it, especially not getting enough rejuvenating, restful sleep can truly be detrimental for your health overall. And as I mentioned, poor sleep can even lead to weight gain because it causes increased cravings. So it can affect many, many factors of your life. 
Moving on to the next slide, we'll talk about stress management. The reason I say stress management is because stress is never going to just disappear. You've got to learn how to manage it. Small little bouts of stress is not what we're talking about here. It's okay to feel a little bit stressed every now and then. That's acute stress, right? We're talking about chronic stress. You don't want to get to the place where you are constantly stressed out. If you look at the list, if you're following along on the slides, like poor sleep, chronic stress can lead to weight gain, increased cravings, low energy, brain fog, higher risk for chronic illnesses, depressed mood, suppressed immune function, and inflammation, and even more beyond that. Couldn't fit it all on the slide. Do you see that list is the exact same as the sleep one? So sleep and stress management are both so, so important. And again, these are two things that one-size-fits-all diets and fads don't ever take into account. They're only telling you to eat a certain way or to count points or macros or whatever, but it's really, really important to get these two areas under control. Real quick, I want to take a break from the episode to share one of my favorite resources with you. One of the BS messages floating around out there is that eating healthy costs too much. Honestly, I used to believe this myself. That is, until I discovered ThriveMarket.com. Thrive Market is an online grocery platform that's essentially Costco meets Trader Joe's meets Whole Foods. I love that I can shop on their mobile app and have all of my favorite groceries, everything from natural wine to 100% grass-fed beef to nutritious crackers, everything, delivered right to my door. Last year, I saved over $1,000 shopping on Thrive. I honestly can't think of one reason not to love it. To save a percentage off your first order and see my full shopping list, click through the links in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Moving on to the next slide for movement, I like to say the best movement or exercise is the one you'll actually do. That being said, ideally, we'll all engage in a mix of steady-state cardio, so something like hiking or running or swimming or cycling. Steady-state cardio plus high-intensity interval training, which is when you do bursts of hardcore high-intensity intervals, and then you slow down for a bit and then do another burst and then slow down for a bit. So that's shown to be very good for your heart and to break a sweat. And then finally, strength training, especially as we age. So a mix of all three is ideal, but here's the thing about movement. You can't hate what you're doing. I used to belong to the gym. I hated going to the gym. It was a struggle to get there a few times a week. That is not the type of exercise that I enjoy, so that is not a good choice for me. However, some people really love going to the gym. So if you're one of those people, more power to you. But with your movement choice, whatever your goal is, you can't hate what you're doing. You also need to be sure that whatever you do is convenient-ish. If you have to drive 30 minutes through heavy traffic to your gym or to your studio, that's probably not going to be sustainable because you're never going to want to go. So maybe the best option would be to join a studio that's closer by or to create a home gym even. You know, you've got to figure out what's going to work for you. And then finally... You need to schedule movement into your day and you need to adhere to it just as you show up at meetings at work. You have to put it into your calendar or your planner, whatever it is you use, and you have to really hold that space as a sacred space that you're not going to just move it to another day or ignore it. 
You have to be sure to schedule it and stick to it. Okay, finally, mindset. This is one that is really neglected when it comes to health. And I think people are starting to talk about it more like people did with sleep a few years ago. But mindset is huge because you have to maintain a positive and growth mindset. So anytime you're learning any new thing or making any new change, you have to come from a place of positivity and growth. You have to think that your results, whatever your desired results are, they are possible. You will achieve them. It's going to take effort, but not to give up, right? To stay positive and to keep at it. Dwelling on the negative will only make it tougher for you or even impossible to reach your full potential in any area or any goal. So maybe you scored yourself low in mindset. Maybe you've kind of gotten into this rut of negative thinking. That's really something that you're going to want to work on. And maybe that's a goal you set for yourself. Speaking of goals, okay, so we're on the next slide now. It is time to set some new goals and make some new habits. I am going to encourage you to set two 90-day goals. So I think you should choose two of the N-plus areas. So maybe you choose nutrition and movement or sleep and mindset. Probably two of the areas you scored low on in your little pop quiz and the reason we're doing 90-day goals is because 90 days is a great time frame. It's close enough. It's not two years away, but it's also long enough to really work on and accomplish the goals you set. So if you look at my example on the handout, my example is by the end of 90 days, I'll be working out three times a week. And then in parentheses, I put cardio, hit for high-intensity interval training, and strength training. You can steal that goal if you want or come up with your own, but coming up with two goals is really manageable. I don't want you to come up with 10 goals because that's overwhelming. So you want to come up with two goals that are a stretch in some way, but they're also manageable and doable in a 90-day time frame. So go ahead right now, pause the workshop, and write down your two goals on your handout. Oh, and I almost forgot. On your handout, you'll see I put a chart of some ideas for you for all of the different goals you might want to consider relating to nutrition, sleep, stress management, movement, and mindset. That chart is meant to be helpful. However, it's also kind of me just throwing ideas out there, and it may not make that much sense to you. So if you are setting a sleep goal, for example, and you're looking in the sleep column of the chart and you don't understand something you're reading, shoot me a quick email right now or direct message me on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is at the health investment and my email is brooke at the health investment.com and go ahead and just shoot me an email or message and say, Hey, in the column you wrote X under sleep. What does that mean? That might be something I'm interested in. You are never a bother to me. I answer every single email and message I get. I always love hearing from people again, right now I'm staring at my washer and dryer. So I would much rather be connecting with you and talking to you. So please, please reach out if something doesn't make sense and if you need help when creating these goals. Now you can pause the workshop and set those goals. All right, for the final piece of the handout, we're gonna talk a bit about habit change. You're gonna write down some habits following the steps that I talked about before. So I'm gonna guide you through this. 
Remember, if you keep working at these habits, if you keep instituting these new healthier habits, your success will be inevitable. You will eventually reach the mastery stage for whatever it is, and then you can move on to a new goal. Keep that in mind. I can't emphasize that enough. Your success is inevitable. For each 90-day goal, you're going to come up with a compelling reason. So on the handout, that's the R, a compelling reason of why you set that 90-day goal. So for example, for my exercise goal, my reason, if you're looking at your handout, you can see is working out more consistently will help me feel strong, energized, and less stressed. So for me, that's a really compelling reason. You may have a different reason for an exercise goal or nutrition goal, whatever it is. Right now, on your handout, go ahead and write down your reason for setting that first 90-day goal and your reason, your R, for setting that second 90-day goal. Go ahead and pause and do that now. Next, you're going to identify two habits that you currently have and create new micro habits to help you snap out of those old habits that you've had forever, right? Habit change isn't easy, but it's not impossible. And again, I like our buddy Michael's steps to habit change because I think it's a really doable, tangible notion to follow. You see you have T plus M twice under each 90-day goal. So I want you to identify two current triggers for a habit you have and then the new micro habit that you're going to put into place. Remember, the trigger needs to be very specific. So every trigger, you might want to write this down, could be some combination of time, location, people or a person, emotional state, and preceding action. If you look at my example, this is a made-up one. My husband, hopefully he doesn't get offended by this. He doesn't actually do this. I'm usually home first. Actually, I'm home a lot because I work from home, but (laughs) I just put this here to give you an idea. So I said, when I get home, so that would be a time, right? When I arrive home, and that's also a location. My home is a location. So we're getting very specific here. When I get home and feel like watching TV, That's an emotional state. With my husband, that's a person. So this is my trigger, right? When I get home and feel like watching TV with my husband. Then the second half there, I write the M, the new micro habit that will take less than 60 seconds to help me snap out of my old habit. So maybe my old habit is when I get home and feel like watching TV with my husband, I'll plop down on the couch and make popcorn and stay there the rest of the night. That would be my old habit, but my new habit, my new micro habit, I'm going to say when I get home and feel like watching TV with my husband, I'll put my workout clothes on. So notice the micro habit is something, some small step to put you on the path towards the new habit that you want to do, which would be exercising, right? To help you meet your goal. If this doesn't make sense, I'm doing the best I can to describe this. It's a little tricky, but again, reach out to me on email. Or direct message me and say, Brooke, none of what you're saying makes sense. Help me and I will 100% help you. But if it does make sense, go ahead right now and write two triggers, very specific, and two micro habits for each goal. Okay, the next step 
in Michael's list was effective practice. So that one we can't really write down because you just have to do it, right? You just have to practice whatever it is you said you're going to do over and over and over. So for me, it would be when I get home and feel like watching TV with my husband, I'll put my workout clothes on. I would just need to practice that over and over and over. That's the E. So the P is the final part you're going to write down. You're going to write the plan when that fails, when you don't follow through. And that is going to give you permission to not be perfect, to not think you have to do it 100% correct all the time, to know that every single person struggles when creating a new habit and to kind of go easy on yourself and know that you are normal, right? So you're coming up with a plan for when your new habit doesn't work out. So you can see my example. If this doesn't work, or I guess I should have said when this doesn't work, I won't feel guilty or ashamed. I'll just come up with a new T plus M. So my plan is if I'm not successful at this, I will possibly identify a new micro habit. Maybe I need to tweak the micro habit. Maybe I need to say, I'll put my workout clothes on and walk out the door, which I could still, uh, I don't know, maybe do in under 60 seconds. But you have to come up with some plan. And I really want you to think of the first part I wrote there. I'm not going to feel guilty or ashamed. If you get into this cycle of feeling guilt and shame regarding some new habit you're putting into practice, you're never going to break out of that learning stage, right? You're likely going to get frustrated and you're just going to throw in the towel and never get to that last stage of learning, which is mastery, which is the goal for all of us. So come up with your plans right now. You have space on your handout to write those down and then meet me back here for the final little piece. Okay, you're back. We're moving on to the last few slides. So go ahead and skip to the next slide and notice it says throughout the 90 days. This is what you're going to do over the course of the next 90 days. You are going to work to accomplish the two 90-day goals you set. And to do that, you're going to act like I've mentioned multiple times. Action is important, right? So you're going to institute these new habits, maybe even beyond this worksheet. You need to put other habits into place. Maybe you need to find an accountability partner. You're going to just do all the actions you can to accomplish those 90-day goals. Every so often, let's say every seven to 10 days, you're going to pause and you're going to reflect and you're going to think to yourself and you're going to be really honest. Are your actions working? Are they getting you closer to the goal or maybe have you slipped up a bit, which is fine. If you've slipped up, you can look at the plans you've written out on this handout. Possibly those will help you to get back on track. Or maybe you need to go back and tweak your habits. So you're going to act, you're going to reflect, possibly you're going to tweak your habits. Maybe you're going to add new habits. And another thing I really want you to do is to be sure to celebrate your successes. That's something I know myself I often forget to do. I am always trying to be better and better and better, and that's a perfectionist in me. But it's really important to pause every so often and to look at where you started and where you've come and to celebrate any even small changes you've made because small, seemingly insignificant changes really add up over time. So it's important to take note of those, to note what's going well, to celebrate those things before moving into more action. And then on the slide you see, you just keep doing that over and over and over. More action, more reflection every seven to 10 days, more tweaking, more celebrating. Moving on to the next slide, 
I want to just remind you, I've mentioned this already, but every single person struggles when learning a new still, sorry, a new skill and creating new habits. Every single person does. So if you don't struggle at times, you're not normal. And you want to be normal, right? Whatever that means. Struggling is okay. It's what you do in the face of whatever struggle or challenge you have that really matters. And we learn more from the times we're struggling than from our successes. So really use those moments as learning opportunities. Reframe the idea of failing as a learning opportunity and learn from that and then move on. Don't, again, get caught in that cycle of guilt and shame. Move on, know you're normal, and eventually you will hit that goal. Success is inevitable. If you keep at it, you're going to hit that place of mastery, and then you're going to be ready for a new goal. And this is going to go on and on and on. You can continue to set 90-day goals for yourself. You can continue to set new habits, and eventually you're going to be feeling amazing. You're going to have more energy. You're going to be eating healthier. You're going to be sleeping better. You're going to feel confident in your skin. It, you're just going to feel great. So moving on to the last slide. It says Q&A there, which is obviously kind of difficult to do right now because you're not here with me. But what I would like you to do is to, again, shoot me any questions on Instagram at The Health Investment or through email, brooke at thehealthinvestment.com. You see both of those listed on this slide. I also will put links to my email and my Instagram on this episode webpage, which again, you can find at thehealthinvestment.com slash workshop. And I'll put it in the show notes. So please, please, please keep in touch. If you're listening to this, you've probably already subscribed to my podcast, or maybe you haven't. But if you haven't already, please do so. I am only looking to create value for you, never to waste your time. I'm here for you, and I'm trying to really show that through my podcast. So when you subscribe, that means new episodes are downloaded to your phone every week. You don't have to worry about it, and they can help motivate you on your path to optimal health. Finally, if you're feeling really jazzed and excited right now about setting these 90-day goals and having better health but you're also feeling kind of stuck. And I mentioned finding an accountability partner, but maybe you don't really know who that is and maybe you want even more support. Know that I am always either accepting new one-on-one clients or adding new clients to a wait list. So I only work with a few clients at a time so that I can give them my undivided attention, but I am constantly working with new people and I would love to work with you. So the way to inquire about that is either to email me or you can go to thehealthinvestment.com and you can book a free coaching call. So if you've listened to all this and you have questions and maybe you don't want to email me or Instagram message me, you can actually book a free coaching call and we can chat one-on-one about the goals you're setting and any way I can support you. So I can give you more details when you contact me about my 90-day program and the specifics, but I do work with every single client on this N-plus approach because I want to help everybody get healthy for good, right? To not struggle with the roller coaster or the diet that fails again. My goal is to help every single person I work with, every single person that follows me on social media, every single person who subscribes to this podcast. My goal is to help you attain and sustain a healthy diet and lifestyle 
key word there, sustain. I want everything you do to be sustainable. So that's what I'm about. Thank you so much for hanging in there during this really unique type of episode. I hope this was really valuable and the only way I'll know is if you reach out. So let me know what you thought. Let me know, was the handout useful? Was it cool to have slides that you could follow along with and pause every so often and walk away from this episode with some real tangible goals? Let me know all your thoughts, what I can do better. I would love to hear from you. So thanks for tuning in and I will see you next week. Well, that's all for today. Before the next episode drops, I'd love to chat with you one-on-one about the BS messages and methods currently holding you back. You deserve simple weight loss and sustainable wellness. So let's figure out how to make both happen. To book your free consultation, click through the link in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Health Investment Podcast. See you next week. All content in this podcast was created for general informational purposes only by a non-physician. None of the content should serve as a substitute for professional medical advice, treatment, or diagnosis. Always consult a qualified health provider with any questions regarding a medical condition and before making changes to your diet, lifestyle, and or exercise programs. Do not disregard any professional medical advice you have received or postpone seeking such advice because of something you heard on this podcast.